Welcome back to Pulp Friction. It's a show about what divides us. My name is Rocky, and last name is Lai, and it's time for the second annual Pulpy Music Awards. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for coming. It's uh, it, it, it's year two, and you know, it, it, my um, album and song lists are not out yet. Will probably not be out for another like couple weeks, but. I you know and I think last year it was like I did the movie list first I did the movie awards first because the movie list was done first but like I feel like I am more invested in the music lists and the movie awards so mm. I sort of swapped them okay. to you know but um because mu- music awards are kind of dumb yeah you know? no i feel the same way <laughs> yeah because i i finally got to the point making my list that i was like this would be different if you ask me two weeks from now and i'm gonna stop caring like this is exactly. just me right now okay i i honestly spent a lot of my work day um making this list rather than doing work and my coworker would turn around and be like where's the list at now <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel like, you know, my, again, my album and song list will be out in a couple of weeks, and they might be totally different from what's on here. Yeah. Um, you know, just diff- different winners, definitely different, you know, songs that I hadn't really thought about or that I feel differently. Like, mm-hmm. things change, and I also just feel like, you know, with movies, there's a lot of people and different, like, crafts involved with music. Obviously, there's producers and engineers and whatnot, but it's it's more like... there's just a bigger volume and you're just picking out like you know different types of things and like i i I think i'm thinking about doing a couple of genre awards when i do the the movie awards but with music you just reach a point where you're like okay what else can i make a category for yeah yeah (laughs) but i think this will be fun um we've got uh, all kinds of categories i think i have about 17 or 18 um that i'm gonna i'll run through mine and you can run through yours and we can see what we got yeah, I think I like 15. Yeah, and uh, if you were in the uh, Pulp Friction Discord, you would have seen some of the nominees in advance. That's one of the perks of joining our server. Um, but yeah, let's. Uh, I'll, I'll go through what categories I have. I have Song of the Year, Album of the Year, Artist of the Year, Best Debut, and then I have uh, Album and Song categories for Pop, Hip Hop, Electronic Slash Dance, R&B, Rock, Alt, which is just sort of a miscellaneous uh jazz and country Mm. i have very similar i just changed country to folk roots and i didn't Mm -hmm. do an alt category there you go you did a jazz category i did i didn't have anything it's more like shout outs yeah i for the jazz and country song categories i don't have nominees i just have like a song that i want to put out there yeah i don't know how to pronounce a lot of these so that'll be fun we'll try our best and um I guess we can just, uh, you know, we'll we'll just go through our nominees and talk about them. Yeah. So uh, we we can start with, uh, well, I have the alt category and you don't. So let's do that first. Okay. And my nominees for uh, alt song, and again, this became sort of a miscellaneous thing, things that weren't quite rock or things that had sort of a fusion of a few genres. So my alt song nominees are Body Paint by Arctic Monkeys. Buffalo Stance by Robin and Nana Cherry featuring Mapei, Free by Bacar, White Science by John FM featuring Z Loopers, which was one of the, um, I think one of the surprises where I got down there and I was like, I guess I'm putting that on here. And Wolf by Yeah Yeah Yes. You know, the, these are these are all definitely great tracks. These are all tracks that I uh, spent a lot of time with at some point throughout the year. White Science is one that just um, 
you know, I hadn't heard a John FM song before. I was uh, obviously very familiar with Z Loopers. And then uh, it's just sort of this, you know, this this very dramatic, like, 80s sort of, sort of sound that I always uh, connect to. And, uh, you know, it's sort, of, it's sort of quirky, sort of dark. I like It just has everything I like. But, um, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 Arctic Monkeys great bands that came back with with great records this year bakar another uh sort of a new discovery for me but um free is just a this this really sort of melancholy and wistful sort of song it has a very unique tone to it and then robin covering buffalo stance is just like it checks every box for me i just i could not and it's so weird how they it's you know dev hines on production and it's so like moody and unexpected um and I think that I think that song's going to be my winner. I'm picking the winners live, as I have done in the past. So I'm going to give it to Robin and my Pace cover of Buffalo Stance. Do you have any thoughts? <laughs> I feel <laughs> or like should I move on. Yeah, I literally didn't know like any of those songs, so that's interesting. Cool. The uh, alt album nominees, and I'm sure you'll know some of these. I have uh, "Bothered Unbothered" by Jer, which is uh, emphatically a Sky album, but. Uh, if I if I did a Scott category, I would have <laughs> two X to put it in. Yeah. <laughs> so that goes in here. Um, Fossera by Bjork, I Love You Jennifer B by Jockstrap, Laurel Hell by Mitski, and Preacher's Daughter by Ethel Kane. Mm. Now these are really a lot of acts that like you wouldn't put in the no. same category <laughs> no. together otherwise. <laughs> but um, you know, just uh just some great albums that like I couldn't really properly categorize somewhere else. With FLK and it's like this is kind of a pop album and also kind mm-hmm. of like a like a doom metal album. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um Mitski, I I always make the case for Mitski being rock, but I felt like this album was more uh uh moving away from that in in ways a lot of sort of hall and oatsy like um you know that that sort of 80s pop that has the show tune element to it i feel like uh, it had a lot of that going on uh, and rock elements of course bjork there's just no there's there's, there's just there's nothing to say yeah with with bjork and jockstrap again you know just um just just really out there and kind of avant-garde stuff that i couldn't uh couldn't pin down if i wanted to so i feel like i didn't think about <laughs> what i was gonna pick for the winner for this one that like most of these i like went through it and i thought about it but mm-hmm. like i think just just right now i'm going to say this goes to ethel kane yeah that makes sense i feel like she you know i nominated her in the uh the uh artist of the year category i feel like definitely she was um what one of the big like talked about uh, uh, people this year, she had a lot going on. Yeah, and, you know this. This is just kind of a revelation of an album. I feel like it takes that, like, you know, it it it's what I want Lana Del Rey albums to be. <laughs> you know, that's fair. Yeah, God, I wish Lana Del Rey's just not gay enough. Exactly. <laughs> so that's the alt categories, and I guess we can do country slash roots for for sure. for for this next one. Cool. Do you want me to go? Yeah, go ahead. Um, my songs were Abilene by Planes. Um, I threw Big Thief in Roots because I ran out of space in rock and I didn't have mm-hmm. enough to make an alt category because I'm a little stinker. Um, and I put Heavy Bend. Um, I put Ondara's An Alien in Minneapolis and Angel Olsen's Go Home because I kept hearing it in that trailer every time I saw movies. It was literally like 
inescapable oh, on the Empire of Light Lord. trailers. Empire of Light, that's right. Yeah, it was just inescapable for me because I go see movies yeah. multiple times a week. Yeah. But it was inescapable, unlike the movie Empire of Light. <laughs> <laughs> truly, truly, that's so true. <laughs> uh, but I ended up picking first song in Alien in Minneapolis. It played in a coffee shop, and I was like, "Yeah, no, this song. I really love this song." Um, Sometimes that's how it is. Sometimes you just hear something in public and it hits different. <laughs> yeah, no, like I'd listened to the single when it came out. Um, but then when I heard it, like in the coffee shop, I was like, oh, no, I really like this song. And like uh, mm-hmm. his album was pretty good. But that track is just a standout. Um, I did have a couple other country songs that I thought about nominating, but I ended up with like three or four of them. And uh-huh. I was like, I'm just this one's clearly the winner. Yeah. Um, Music City Queen by Miranda Lambert featuring the B-52s. Um I like the Miranda Lambert album a lot, and I think Miranda Lambert's a lot of fun, but, like, obviously such a rare treat to 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 hear the B-52s on a track, and I feel like, you know, it, it feels like Lambert has this real respect for their style, and they sort of mesh together really well, and, you know, when you think about the B-52s on, like, a modern country song, there are a lot of ways that could go wrong. Yeah. And uh, it's perfect. What a combo. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, my albums. Uh, I walked... With You Aways by Plains, uh, S.G. Goodman's Teeth Marks, Dragon New War Mountain, I Believe in You, Big Thief, and Marcus King's Young Blood. And obviously I gave it to Dragon New War Mountain, I Believe in You, because I sneakily put it here so I could make it win. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was the ruse all along. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. That album just like completely dominated the first like quarter of my year. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I think maybe, I think there's a lot of bias towards artists I've seen in the last year and a half on this list. Um, Because, like, my experience at those concerts really sways my choices here. Yeah. Mm. And hearing some of the tracks off Dragon New War Mountain before, like, even the singles had dropped at the show. Yeah, like, they did... um, yeah, they did a track and it was just great. It was Spud Infinity and everyone had gotten it at, by the middle and they were singing it. And yeah, that album just sticks with me. Yeah, one time I was at uh, the weekend concert and one of the openers was Belly and he played an unreleased song called Power of Pussy that was <laughs> a lot of fun live. It came out and got like, I don't even know if it got an official release. It sort of, you know, it it, it just sort of got pushed out. But like having heard it live, I was like, yeah, this is a good track. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My country album nominees are uh, Blackberry Rose by Lavender Country, which um, had been, uh, you know, they were giving it out at concerts for a couple of years, but it got, like, actually released this year. Uh, Bronco by Orville Peck. Can I Take My Hounds to Heaven by Tyler Childers. Uh, Palomino by Miranda Lambert. And Run Rose Run by Dolly Parton. Uh, I, I hewed pretty close to the uh, to, to the country category here. There are some categories here where like I had a broader definition, but um, it, it, it you know, if I can, I like to keep the category in mind. And I feel like these were all albums that I uh, either uh, respected or thought were really solid. Um, you know, country is not really the my my wheelhouse generally, but. I've I've grown to have an appreciation for it, and uh, it is really artists like Tyler Childers who I'm giving the award for. Can I take my hands to heaven? That have 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 only expanded my horizons in that regard. I feel like he's sort of in that Sturgill Simpson like just just very like expansive country sound. And can I take my hands to heaven? Is like 
seven really good country songs and then also this really fun and potentially gimmicky but i think well done concept yeah of having three the three versions of the album mm-hmm. there's there's like a standard one and then this more sort of uh sort of you know southern rock organ sound and then this 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 totally uh, uh off the wall like dj 90s kind of <laughs> kind of set in the back um i connected with it a lot and i and i like the songs individually also so that's my winner yeah did you have a version like of the three that you preferred or did you really find yourself enjoying it as a project and a concept i i I think i just really enjoy the concept i Mm -hmm. feel like if i want to get the experience of the album i tend towards the the first version Mm But I always want to hear like all three versions of a song when I hear it, you know. That's cool. I never gave gave myself the time to sit down with it, but mm-hmm. I heard some tracks. Next up is jazz. Mm-hmm. We for the uh, for the jazz songs. I once again do not have nominees. I just have my winner, mm-hmm. and that is "Why We Speak" by Robert Glasper with Esperanza Spalding and Q Tip. Um, there were a couple of other country song uh, jazz songs that I. Uh, considered for this category there's king lee by some more Hughes, which is a great track but i um why we speak was just one of the songs that i vibed with and kept coming back to throughout the year it's catchy it's evocative it's you know uh uh good jazz but almost has like a hook to it it's it's a fun it's a fun song uh i had one shout out for jazz song i was obsessed with cecily mclaurin salvant's rendition of Wuthering Heights this year I listened to it Mm. on repeat I wish it was like three times longer um yeah that was that was my shout out for jazz song that was a standout for me yeah I think you know I always uh, have an appreciation for covers yeah (laughs) that I think is you know more more so than I feel like a lot of critics will you know cover a comment they'll be like yeah this is interesting I always appreciate like a a really different cover or you know something that really connects in its own way yeah i don't know like the her jazz vocals on top of like also a song that's already like vocally interesting it was i I don't Mm -hmm. know i just really loved it and also it was just like a kate bush year in the end (laughs) it was yeah my jazz albums nominees i do have five uh and they are in these times by makaya mccraven in the Spirit of Into by Induzo Makatini, Jazz Codes by More Mother, Not Tight by Dami and JD Beck, and Pigments by Don Richard and Spencer Zahn. Pretty good year for jazz, I think. Uh just, you know, again, it's not it's not a genre that I'm like super deep into, but like when something comes out, I'll give it a listen. And there were a lot of things that uh jumped out to me this year. Um a few that I hadn't heard before, and then more mother and is, you know, someone who I've I've been loving for the last couple of years, Don Richard is is a is a pop artist who who did this this cool kind of ambient jazz thing on on pigments um the more mother album is interesting because i feel like i didn't really connect with it at first and then as i was doing as i was working on my forthcoming album of year list i really dive d- dived into it and i was really you know struck by all the themes and the way that it creates this this um the this very interesting concoction of like different uh black sounds and and you know going through history from like ragtime to 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 trap and it, it's yeah a really a really evocative album so i'm going to give it to jazz codes by more mother nice my jazz album is just not tight it was i it was the only jazz album i listened to more than once this year mm-hmm. um it's, it's just album. it's just fun 
Um, yeah. I remember when they went viral and watching those videos of them performing together. Um, so yeah, I don't know. The, the future of jazz seems fun. I'm into it. Hell yeah. We love to see it. We love to see it. My R&B song nominees. Mm. Cocoon by O70 Shake. Handyman by Tizo Touchdown. Keeps on Fallen by Babyface featuring LMA. Coochie by Jamila Woods. And Selfish Soul by Sudan Archives. Mm. This is another category where, I mean, Coochie is another cover. It's actually from the same album as the, the Buffalo Stance cover because Nana Cherry just did a whole covers album. But, um... This is another category where I feel like I don't know what I'm going to pick, but uh, these these were all songs that really did resonate with me in one form or another. These are mostly from like really great albums. The Tizo Touchdown track, he's one of the artists who sort of first came up to me this year. Um, and and Handyman is like a very unassuming song, sort of this um, this this almost country uh, guitar thing going on, and then these. Uh, these these uh, vocals that are kind of unassuming. Um, there's there's a fun thing with him where he has the nails in his hair and you can hear them clacking <laughs> when he sings. Um, but but that song ended up like number my number two most listened song this year or something. Um, and yeah, I feel like for me right now it's between "Keeps on Fallin" by Babyface and LMA, which is like a great classical R and B just just top to bottom great track and then coochie jamila woods which again being from the same album as the as the buffalo stance cover uh feels weird to give it to it but i feel like that song has been stuck in my head so much has um is just such a fun rendition you know the original song has this like 90s kind of grungy aesthetic to it and the jamila woods version is just just feels so sweet and then these lyrics are so weird and like swedish that <laughs> that you know it, it creates this really fun dichotomy i think at this moment i would give it to coochie but it could be keeps on falling on another day fun uh my rv songs uh pof by ari lennox um rush by ravina Wish I Never by Kehlani mm. and Yellow Brick Road by Sudan Archives, which I feel like is like, yeah. it's like the last track or something, but it's what I sing around the house. So obviously I love it. Um, mm. But yeah, I don't know. A lot of these are just tracks off of the albums that I listed above, but I think my song is Rush. Um, I really loved the single and I listened to that song a lot. Uh, when it came out and when the album came out it's just fun a lot of this is like music that i loved driving to like yeah yeah it's like my great like driving jams you know um and yeah i think my song is rush by ravina i can't recall it off the top of my head but i remember it being good (laughs) (laughs) um r&b albums my nominees are Euphonious by Phony People, Gemini Rights by Steve Lacey, mm. Natural Brown Prom Queen by Sudan Archives, Red Balloon by Tank and the Bangas, and You Can't Kill Me by O70 Shake. Uh, this was also a really cool year for, Mar- for R&B, and there are a lot of uh, really solid albums that didn't make it on here, but I feel like it was cool to see steve lacy finally popping off it was cool to see uh to hear this full album from phony people after they've been dropping a lot of good singles uh these last couple years um i was after tank of the bangas did their tiny desk concert i feel like i was not that into the record they put out after that and for a while i was just like you know this is a band that's really good live and the albums just aren't going to connect with me but uh red balloon i liked a lot and it had a lot of fun tracks on it um the Sudan archives album is just great 
<laughs> and, uh, you know, I feel like her previous record is almost a proof of concept in a way. And in, in that it's like, you know, doing all this stuff with strings, it's really cool, mm. but it's, um, it, you know, it, 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 it feels technically interesting where, where this, you know, is just really gripping and fun and, and expansive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the O70 Shake album too. I feel like she's, I mean, I really liked her last album, but, but th- this feels like a step up for her as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think those two are definitely my favorite two on here. I do think my winner is going to be Sudan Archives. Yeah. Uh, my RB albums were Blue Water Road by Kehlani. Ashes Awakening by Ravina, Natural Brown Palm Queen by Sudan Archives, uh, Euphonious Phony People, uh, Marigold by Alex Isley and Jack Dine, and my winner is also Natural Brown Prom Queen. It's so fucking good. It's so it's good. Really good. <laughs> yeah, it's such a good <laughs> record. It's solid. Um, I was revisiting it like the weeks before this, and yeah, I, I, there's just really great tracks, and maybe I'm biased because. I'm also from the Midwest, I don't know. But yeah, good shit. Good shit indeed. <laughs> rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's rock. My Let's rock, rock song nominees are Birthday Party by Porridge Radio, Burn the Witch by Pink Shift, The Foundations of Decay by My Chemical Romance, Rich by Yard Act, and This Is Why by Paramore. Porridge Radio, I love, and I think their, you know, their latest album, which I'll speak on more later, uh, just really solidified that love for me. Um, they, you know, have these really simple, evocative, obviously these often repeating lyrics, uh, but I think, uh, just, just convey such strong emotion, uh, especially in the, the lead singer's vocals. Pink Shift, a new act, their album came out pretty late in the year, but they're just this, just, you know, really solid pop punk with like great instrumentation. Um, and then My Chemical Romance, Foundations of Decay, um, was also one of my most listened to songs this year. And given that it's like six minutes long, that, that, that does say something. Um, I think, uh, obviously I, I, you know, I mean, I was like 13, but I, I, I was not like familiar with MCR really at all when they, when they broke up, I knew the name, but, (laughs) but not really any of their music. And, uh, this uh kind of hit at the right moment uh but it's just mm. a, a a really great song i think rich by yard act i love the yard act album too sort of took me by surprise but um that's just a really fun you know cl- I, I i love that that kind of music that's just like sort of clanky weird instrumentation and then this british guy just sort of ranting over it um and this is why by paramore i feel like it's something that like I've said for a long time and I feel like I'm always like, maybe it isn't true this time, but then it just, Paramore just keeps getting better. And yes, I think I they, I, I think they started out good, but I really think that like, that like after laughter is the best Paramore album and pedals for armor is, is even better than that. And this is why is, is, is stunning. <laughs> it, yes. It's really, you know, exactly what I want to hear and a, a great sort of, further growth for them so Mm -hmm. yeah but i am gonna give this to foundations of decay that's fair yeah um i also have this is why on my list i also went i saw the this is why um like tour and Mm -hmm. they opened to it and it was amazing and i like lost my shit it's so good and it's amazing live um i also have runner by alex g on my list hover like a goddess by willow i that was That that is a that's a song that like I feel in my entire core. Um 
and Not a Love Song by Sasami, mm-hmm. and Expert in a Dying Field by The Beths. That's a good track. Yeah. Um, but even though I love This Is Why, and I don't, I think this might have some recency bias, but like, I can't stop listening to Runner by Alex G. It is like, there's just something about that song. It tickles my brain in the right ways. And it's one of those songs that I wish was longer, but like, it's fine. I can just hit repeat. And if you ask me in like a month, I might give this to This Is Why instead. But at this current moment... I can't not give this to Runner. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Love to see that. I always There's always two ways of looking at it, which is like, if I nominate something for one of the main categories, should I also give it like a, its own genre thing? Or should I diversify? Yeah, by, I did. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, if I did, I would put, uh, I, would, I would give that a word to this is why probably. My rock album nominees. Mm-hmm. All of Us Flames by Ezra Furman. Love Me Forever by Pink Shift, The Overload by Yard Act, Supernova by Nova Twins, and Waterslide Diving Board Ladder to the Sky by Porridge Radio. Um, already talked about Porridge Radio. Uh, mm-hmm. again, just, just such a, they have this, this incredible ability to be so devastating. Um, and kind of fun at the same time. Ezra Furman, I think, uh, has a similar ability, but she's, she's just really able to, you know i think i i think speak to being trans and you know the 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 the, like uncertainty of that comes with being trans today uh in in this like incredibly effective way um pink shift already talked about pretty new just just a great great band yard act also um fair you know a, a surprise from this year and nova twins as well i hadn't really heard them before but they are stunning and i'm really excited to hear more from them they're just really fun and you know doing this rock sound with these sort of sort of sort of uh hip-hop and pop influences and um yeah love them hmm. so i'm going to give that one to uh porridge radio i figured any of these albums i feel like i could you know have a whole new perspective on eventually where i just listen to them and become obsessed with them but like porridge radio hit me in the mm. next spot uh my rock albums i put uh their soul glows diaspora problems which just hit mm-hmm. me like a rock the first time i heard it i just yeah i loved it um sasami squeeze i i'd heard of sasami and like listened to sasami before but there's just something about this record um when she goes hard when she goes soft it all does it for me um i spent a lot of time with this record throughout the year it was an early release so i had lots of time to spend with it and every track on there gets me in a different way and takes a little different piece of my heart um yeah i love it um and her range is just amazing i uh god save the animals by alex g also just a solid record um willow's coping mechanism i think it's just because it's it's music made for me like it's that kind of album like Mm -hmm. you were you were an emo kid and you're still a little emo and you grew up with willow you've like we're the same age you know what i mean like this is this is an album made for me and i think as she like settles into this niche, she's doing really great for herself. I really like it. I like her sound um, a lot. I really enjoy listening to her. 
and Connie Constance's Miss Power, which was just um, it was a fun. I, f- I found it kind of fun. I really understood her a lot when she says like the lyrics. Sometimes I don't know if I'm a boy or a girl. I was like, yes, me too. We feel this. And I spent a lot of time with that record when it first came out, too. Um, but obvi- I think my bias is obvious. I really love Sasami Squeeze. I I, I really love that record. Sure. Um, yeah, I moved things around because I wanted it to <laughs> at least get something because it was really important to me this year. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's it's cool that that we have such different uh, nominees. I always I always love to see that. I feel like with the Willow album, it's interesting because she was sort of quietly doing this like earthy indie rock thing for so long, mm-hmm. and then had this pop punk album hit during a pop punk revival that was like pop forward and had like you know i i think some some credibility just because of how how soulful her voice and her lyrics are Mm -hmm. um coping mechanism is something that like is sort of pop punk moving away from punk and back into the, the 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 rock sound a little bit but also just feels you know, I, I mean, I don't want to say that, that the previous album is is less mature, but but it feels like she's taken the maturity of her records from before that and brought the like, she, you know, the 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 pop punk revival like fun of that record and sort of meshed them together. Yeah, this one hit me a lot harder than her last one. Um, mm. I really tried to get into it. I liked the singles a lot, but I don't know. It, this one came out at the right time for me. My best electronic slash dance songs are Always Be My Baby Boy by Bad Boy Chiller Crew, Baby Cakes by Muramasa featuring Shy Girl, Pink Panthers, and Lil Uzi Vert, Cracker Island by Gorillaz featuring Thundercat, Push It Up by Confidence Man, and Virgo's Groove by Beyonce. The last edit I made to this list, like I had everything set, and then the last edit I made was switching out um, Baby Cakes from a different Muramasa song. I had the uh, uh, Back Bitch on here instead with Shy Girl and Channel Trace. Um, I just feel like Baby Cakes, uh, there, you know, there was a moment where I was just like, this song gets stuck in my head all the time. And it's like, you know, I love Channel Trace and I love the, you know, little 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 horn stuff and the, you know, ha- housey stuff on, on Back Bitch. But I feel like B- Baby Cakes is the one. Um, these are all songs that I was, uh, you know, obsessed with at a point in time this year uh virgo's groove uh i guess in putting it on here i'm implying it's my favorite song on renaissance which i am not you know i go back and forth obviously renaissance is just such an expansive like thing Mm -hmm. Uh, you know there's a lot of ways that could go push it up was just a you know really fun song that i played obsessively for for a while this year same with always be my baby boy same with cracker island um but my winner is uh cracker island (laughs) <laughs> gorillas and and thundercat um just just love that song just think it's perfect i also have baby cakes on my list nice um i picked alien superstar because it's what gets stuck in my head the most i let her i let the i let the earworms win this year okay i let the earworms take over my choices i snuck high priestess by santa gold on here and uh eraser by liza i only have but I also thought about putting Shy Girl's Coochie on here. 
Um, I just love that song. I would just play it to my friends and they'd be like, how are you playing this in your car? And I'm like, honey, this car's named the Homo Express. (laughs) This this is what happens in the Homo Express. But um, my winner is Baby Cakes. Baby Cakes is a really good track. (laughs) It's so good. I love it. it. I I like that album a lot, honestly. I didn't give the album itself enough time, but like that single... Like I think mm-hmm. I listened through the album, but I was like, I just like Baby Cakes. It's it's yeah. this it, it's the standout for me. I feel like this was uh, a relatively quiet year for hyperpop, and uh, that was just a track that you know checked off all the boxes of the hyperpop hit with like the um, sort of left field features and the you know the 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 earworm hook and just the you know super chipper kind of uh, mm-hmm. vibe that it has. It, it was it was the right one. Yeah. Yeah, and also, like, when you have hyperpop staples, like, I started an alt category, and I had, like, Quinn's album on it, but I didn't really feel good about it, so I just yeeted, but, like, even she went kind of outside of hyperpop, and it was way wordier and a lot darker, so I don't know, a lot of, like, the staple hyperpop artists are also exploring things outside of those, like, the hyperpop bubble now. Things are getting a little dark right now. Do you feel it too? I I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's um, it, it's it, it's distinctive, and I think um, it'll be interesting to see to see where things go from here. I think mm-hmm. with this pop punk revival, we're also seeing a little bit of like new metal revival on the horizon, almost. Mm-hmm. And I think I think these bands are going to be looking into bringing in like like more of those metal sounds. Um, yeah, I, I feel I feel that. So my electronic slash dance album nominees are Disrespectful by Bad Boy Chiller Crew, Nymph by Shy Girl, Pray IV by Alice Glass, Renaissance by Beyonce, and Tilt by Confidence Man. Um, I already talked about Renaissance, just just this huge, huge work. I feel like one of Beyonce's tricks is that she knows how to release the right album for the moment. Mm-hmm. Like in, in in December 2013, uh, self title was like the best album she could have made, if she could have put out. And you know when Lemonade came out, it was like this is the best thing I've ever heard. But if you put out Lemonade today, it wouldn't have that 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 punch. But Renaissance yeah. was the right the best album for 2022. Mm. Yeah, hard to deny that. But also the Alice Glass album is so again dark and weird and you know obviously she's uh working through this really fucked up uh past um and this really fucked up history in the industry um a really beautiful uh record i think confidence man just just is exactly the kind of <laughs> dance album that i like this 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 very 90s sort of kitsch playing with these different sounds and just just kind of having fun with it and the bad boy chiller crew album also very 90s in its own way the sort of ravey british uh, club thing um that's a lot of fun and i'm definitely looking forward to more from them shy girl of course we love her this is her mm-hmm. technically technically her debut album, um, but I did put one of her EPs on an album list like last year. But uh, yeah, expanding her sound, trying out new things. This is going to go to Beyonce, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, some similar stuff on my list. I have uh, Renaissance. I have Liza's Mosquito, which I spent a lot of time with this year. Actually, I think I became like her top listener in like some like on the on Stats FM. Like I, mm-hmm. I was listening to that album a lot. 
<clears throat> um, also, Shy Girls Nymph. Um, Tisha's Capricorn Sun. It's just like a classic, like, housey dance album. I had a lot of fun listening to that, and I really loved the singles off of it, uh, which honestly, I, I wanted to put some of the songs in song, like at least one, and that's why I only had four listed. But I realized that she released an EP with like four songs off of the album before, and I was like, this is wow. technically a 2020 song. I, I don't feel like I can put it on this list. So the, the emptiness that I had in my song was because of that. Um, and and Topical Dancer by, nice. yeah, uh, I don't know how to pronounce th- these folks' last names. I'm very sorry. Um, but Charlotte O-R-A-D-I-G-E-R-I and Bolus Pupil. Uh, honey, I don't know what I'm saying. But um, I had a lot of fun with that record. It let me, like, explore, I feel like, a lot of the experimental stuff I hadn't touched in a while. Um, like, I... Weirdly enough, I'm a Bjork, like, super fan, but her record this year just didn't hit me at the right time. It'll hit me in, like, five years. That's how Bjork Mm -hmm. is for me. But, like, I was in love with Bjork when I was, like, in my early teens, and I had never really experienced some of the experimental stuff before her. And I feel like this was an experimental record that I was like, cool, I'm experiencing this feeling that I haven't had for a while with, Mm -hmm. like, interesting, challenging music yeah it's also it's it's so experimental and yet so accessible in its own way i feel like topical dancer is one that like it may be much more represented in in those lists in a couple weeks than it is on this one because i i've i've definitely listened to it and loved it but i feel like it's one that is just gonna gonna look better with time i think one of the most challenging things for me is that like haha is literally like painful for me to listen to Mm-hmm. with just the laughing i can't yeah. do it i can't yeah. like it it's painful for me for some reason it makes me physically uncomfortable but at the same time there's like something about sitting with that discomfort yeah i don't know absolutely but my top album is renaissance like it's just it's just too solid but that's a fun but topical dancer is a fun record to talk about you know hip-hop song mm. my nominees are conceded by Flo millie the mm. Darkest Part by Black Thought and Danger Mouse featuring Kid Sister and Raekwon. The Heart Part 5 by Kendrick Lamar. Let the Smokers Shine the Coops by Pusha T. And Swamp Bitches by Dochi featuring Rico Nasty. Um, this was a, a very cool year for hip-hop in a lot of ways. Um, some interesting stuff on here. The Flow Millie record. I'm, you know, obviously all in on Flow Millie. Uh, Dochi was, was one of the big new artists this year. Uh, she hasn't put out an album yet, but she put out this great EP and so many weird different singles. And I'm, I'm just, you know, so interested. To, I think, you know, she, she's a little, uh, she she's kind of all over the place, which I think is a good thing for a new artist to just be showing this wide range of styles. But I'm interested to see how it all will gel into a project whenever she's ready to do that. But Swamp Bitches is this really fun song. Rico had, I think, a, a ton of great features this year. Mm-hmm. Um, the Pusha T record is, uh, it is great. A lot of great songs on there. I could almost go back and forth a lot of ways with which one I put on here, but Let the Smokers Shine the Coops is one that, um, just has that if you know you know thing where it, it it just kind of stuck with me and i like to you know play with it it has this this hook that shouldn't be as earwormy as it is 
the darkest part again that black thought record is great and i'm sure there's a lot of songs i could put on there but that again is just the one that stuck with me heart part five i feel like i have mostly negative things to say about the kendrick album but uh <laughs> the heart part five when it came out that was it made me feel how i wanted to feel about new kendrick which is like this is this it's just blowing my mind the way that he's using the marvin gay sample the way that he's performing the way that he's rapping the way that he's writing um yeah i think i'm going to give this to the my my instinct is to give it to the hard part five which i think i nominated for a for for a higher up one also but part of me kind of does want to put a curveball (laughs) put a curveball on here um in this moment I'm gonna... I'll give it to Flo Millie. Why not? It's my list. Yeah, it's yours. It doesn't have to be the same tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. This is just what people will hear. Exactly. <laughs> uh, my hip-hop songs. I've got Rico Nasty's Black Punk. I've got Persuasive Either Version by Deutsche. Mm. I on it, like, with Scissor or without, and I. that's why I left this with four. Um, Chitty Bang by, like, Kelly47. And Megan Thee Stallion's Anxiety. I listened to that track mm-hmm. a lot this year, so I threw it on here. Um, and the persuasive featuring SZA wins for me. Nice. I listened to that song a lot this year, so it it won out for me. Yeah, I feel like I listened to the original a lot, and by the time the 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 remix came out, I was just I was just already kind of kind of set on the song. Mm-hmm. And I didn't come back to it, but but yeah, cool. Yeah, which is wild because it's like. SZA was just like doing some features here and there and then dropped a record out of nowhere this year. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, pretty good one. Yeah, my roommate won't stop playing it. Yeah, some some good tracks on there. For a hip hop album, my nominees are, and this was one of the tougher categories to uh, to nail down because again, it's just been a, a, a wild year. But I the, just the five albums that, you know, resonated the most for me were Ethiopes by Billy Woods, Cheat Codes by Black Thought and Danger Mouse, Drill Music in Zion by Lupe Fiasco, It's Almost Dry by Pusha T, and No Fear of Time by Blackstar. The uh, the Lupe album, I don't expect a Lupe album to hit me like that in 2022, but uh, he made this album in like three days. Uh, it has a looser feel. I think, you know, there's there's almost this crushing weight to the stuff that, the stuff that Lupe tends to put out now because there's just so much thought that gets put into it and so many ideas getting piled on each other and there are still a lot of ideas on drill music and zion but it feels much more synthesized than some of his other recent stuff uh it's almost dry obviously just a just a big moment um uh you know big production big sound uh sort of an undeniable thing black star but black star made a really good album this year and and you know whatever else there is to say about them whatever else is to say about talukwali or their are there podcast with Dave Chappelle that you can't listen to? Um, <laughs> it, it's a good album. And, uh, the Billy Woods album, I've, you know, I like Arm and Hammer. I like all the Billy Woods stuff, but, uh, you know, this record I really sat down with again for my album of the year list. Um, so, so just more recently I was really listening to it and I was like, there's, there's a lot that I like about just the vibe of this record on top of how excellent he is as a writer and as a performer. Um, but I do think I am going to give this one to Black Thought and Danger Mouse. Mm. That album, um, is, is really a moment, you know, just, just, just from my perspective, um, Black Thought is top five for me. 
and Danger Mouse is is this is such a great producer who we you know does these projects so sparingly, and it, they're just firing on all cylinders on this album. Just incredible writing, incredible performing, incredible producing, top to bottom. Mm. I didn't spend a lot of time with uh, hip hop records this year, so this was a hard mm. category for me. I had a lot of singles and like singular tracks that stuck with me, but not full, complete albums. The only albums that I listened to more than once were Rico Nasty's Las Ruinas. I listened to that a lot. And I listened mm-hmm. to Lee Kelly's Shape Up a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, Danger Mouse and Black Thoughts cheat codes a couple times, and I listened to Kendrick's record a couple times. So those were the only things I could feel even comfortable putting down because those were the only things I visited more than once. But the winner is definitely Shape Up because I that that was also just a record I love to drive to. Some really great tracks off of it. I when I was trying to like scrounge up one song to put for song it was incredibly hard for me because there's just so many like fun songs that i love to bop around to um and i liked when she broke it down and she sang great we love it i love to see it so yeah that that record was definitely the winner for me yeah i think bitn is the one that i came very close to uh to to nominating here but there's definitely a lot to like on that album yeah my pop song nominees are Mm. don't forget by sky ferreira Lightning by Charlie XCX, The Loneliest Time by Carly Rae Jepsen featuring Rufus Wainwright, No Apology by Kilo Kish, and Teenager by Superorganism featuring Chai and Pijama. Now, um, pretty good year for pop also. Uh, These pop categories were, you know, a challenge for me and another one of the later changes I made to the pop album category, which we'll get to in a bit. But I definitely feel pretty, like confident in these songs like these are the five songs that like you know struck me on a different level i recently you know revisited the charlie xcx album and i feel like for most of the year my thought was well i like lightning and it's good enough to lift the whole album then i went back and listened to it i'm like actually there are a lot of really really good songs on this album but i still do think that lightning um is just a standout for me sky ferreira anytime <laughs> just, just just whenever you're ready um carly ray jepson loneliest time is another interesting one where it's like that i i liked the other singles but they were sort of they, they were fun and they were kind of frivolous and i was like into that zone and loneliest time is a longer song a bit a slightly slower one and i just um didn't really think about it that much when it came out as a single and then the album came out and at some point i was just listening to the album and i was suddenly like loneliest time is the best song on here it's 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 just sort of this perfect little little pop track um no apology kilo quiche my my definitely most listened to album this year and no apology is uh just 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 one of the great songs from a pop perspective on that record she's obviously mm-hmm. playing with genre a little bit but i feel like no apology is just a great great hook great great production uh, you gotta love it. Superorganism. I love the Superorganism album. I know a lot of people just weren't paying attention to it. Um, but, uh, Teenager is just a song that came out. And again, at first I was like, this is good. And then it just grew and grew on me. Yeah. I think the winner, this is another tough one. Uh, at this moment, I'm going to give it to The Loneliest Time. Nice. What I find really interesting about your list and mine is that we both picked this, like, crash b-side that we both are like this is a great freaking song Mm -hmm. like 
I love Lightning. And I was looking at like the streams on all of the songs and was like, this song is kind of behind, but it's so good. <laughs> I love that track. And seeing yeah. Charlie live this year is definitely like swayed or in the last year swayed me a lot. Um, but yeah, that track's also on mine. I threw Spill Tabs Creme Brulee because I love that song and I can't stop listening to it on my list. Uh, Muna's What I Want because this year is my year yeah. of getting back out there and like dancing again. Oh my goodness, it feels great. And that's definitely like my vibes right now. Uh, that was a fun song. Um, Mitski's Love Me More, I threw on Pop um wow and i yeah that was the only track i liked off that record maybe um maybe like the only heartbreaker too but love me more hit me just in the right spots and tuvalu's to die for really good song really great dance i dance i go hard to that song um but i think i'm gonna give it to mitski's love me more Cool. I think what I want was my number six for for this category. I think that was the last one I got rid of. Yeah, it's a great, it's a fun song. I love it. Yeah, it goes crazy. Uh, speaking of, my pop album nominees are "American Girl" by Kilo Kish, "The Loneliest Time" by Carly Rae Jepsen, "Love Sucks" by Avril Lavigne, "Motomami" by Rosalia, and "Muna" by Muna. So yeah, the second to last change I made on this on this list, as I was saying, was putting in loneliest time not because i like changed my mind about it but because i with with all the albums that i put on here i just like forgot to 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 nominate it and so Mm -hmm. i was like okay i have to get something out of here i ended up taking out the album homosexual by darren hayes which uh would be my number six Uh, and i really thought about like moving rosalia into alt so i could fit fit that album in here because i like that album a lot but this is what i ended up with Mm -hmm. um yeah and these are just uh some really undeniable pop albums. I think the Kilo Keys album again was my most listened to album this year. Uh, overall, the Carly Rae Jepsen record. Um, she's she's done it again. What can you say? And I feel like a lot of people were unsure about the singles. I like the singles. I did think they were, you know, um, uh, goofier <laughs> than, than 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 some of. But she she's always had this this goofiness about her, mm-hmm. and I, I loved the singles still. But. Um, she she pulled it off and uh the avril lavigne album i could have nominated her more i could have nominated her less but that album just i think is really really top shelf stuff you know i liked her previous record but i feel like she's really back in the zone Mm. on on love sucks um the rosalia album you know uh she she's just always like moving ahead and finding new ground to explore this album is is like so She's obviously had these sort of avant-garde things going on before. This one almost has this Yeezus kind of kind of vibe to it, but uh, is also kind of a great pop album at the same time. And uh, the Muna album, just 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 great stuff from them, and they've always been good. But I think they're better than ever on this album. Uh, and my winner is going to be. Uh, you know, let me let me fuck around and. Uh, <laughs> I want to do something crazy with this one. I'm going to give it to, well, I'll give it to Keila Keish. It's a good record. It didn't make my list. It was really close, though. Um, it was. I am a. I'm a pop babe, so this was really hard for me to mm-hmm. uh, lower things down. And also, I listen to a lot of indie pop that like kind of sways into rock. So deciding what category to put things in was tough. 
Um, but I figured this one out. I put Charlie XCX's Crash. Loved that record. Mm-hmm. Uh, Omar Apollo's Ivory, which I wore. I wore that record out this year. Um, like just completely. Um, also, might be biased because I'm a Hoosier. Omar Apollo is now my like Indiana like star. I will rep him. I'll rep him till the day I die at this point. Um, Rosalia's Motomami. God, what a record. Um, mm-hmm. uh, literally, like, I, I I could, like, when I get, when I, if I die soon, like, bury me to Motomami. I, I don't, I don't know if that makes any sense, but I was kind of shocked that on the, like, deluxe version, she, like, changed up some track order. That that shook me up when I started list- switched over to the deluxe when it came out. Wow. Um, yeah, because I I listen to albums as like a piece so often that like the the mix up, you know, I start singing the next song and it's not what's coming. Um, but it works. I don't know. I love the record. Um, mm-hmm. Hikaru Utada's Bad Moto. I it has some bias of being released so early it set the tone for the year for me if you look at yeah it did. yeah if you look at my albums my like fave albums that i drop stuff into all year it's the first one because it came out really early and it was the first thing i latched on to this year and uh bia badoobie's beatopia i really liked that record um it was fun i listened to some of her early stuff but it didn't hit me as well there was just this one was polished in a way that some of her more like bedroom indeed wasn't that i really liked um yeah just some fun there were some really fun tracks off of it but my winner's motomami yeah <laughs> yeah motomami 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 yeah exactly yeah <laughs> nothing more to say um best debut album this is always a finicky category. I talked about how the Shy Girl album is technically her debut, but I had, you know, put one of her other albums on my album of the year list. So, you know, I, I, I was finicky with it. Um, and this is what I decided counts <laughs> for me. Okay. Um, best debut album. I Love You, Jennifer B. by Jockstrap. Love Me Forever by Pink Shift. The Overload by Yard Act. Preacher's Daughter by Ethel Kane, and Some Nights I Dream of Doris by Obang Jire. Um, Obang Jire, uh, I first heard, uh, I think, on the Danny Brown album in 2019, and uh, just had this really evocative voice. He's done a couple of singles since then, a lot of really cool stuff. But um, on this record, just like, you know, gives me that 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 weird sort of like there's something kind of spielbergy about his stuff it's just like you know looking up at the sky preacher's daughter already talked about yard act already talked about pink i already i already talked about the rest of these the jockstrap album is you know really great stuff i like the black country new road album too but i feel like the the jockstrap was just a little more my speed um and uh i guess it would make sense to give this to ethel kane since i gave her another award but i think just to mix it up Mm. At this at this juncture, I'm going to give it to Yard Act. I had a hard time coming up with stuff, and I messaged Rocky like five times. Like, does this count? Can I count this as best new album? Like, I had a hard time with like what counted as a debut because I was just opening Spotify and clicking albums, and if there wasn't just one, I was like, well, shit, and I'd move on. Um, so what I came up with was Shy Girls, uh, Nymph, Wet Leg. Uh, self-titled uh liza's mosquito and omar apollo's ivory mm-hmm. uh because i yeah and ivory 
gets it for me. I don't know. I, right. I, like I said, I wore that record out this year. Um, and I wanted to put it here because I was having a really hard time with picking my albums of the year. And the reason why is because I had six. And moving Ivory mm-hmm. into this category is the only way I got <laughs> albums down to five. So that tells nice. you what this record means to me. Cool. I'm uh, starting to wonder if I should uh, throw throw that to Ethel Kane, actually. Uh, I'm sticking with it, Yardax. Artist of the Year, speaking of, the nominees are 21 Savage, Bad Bunny, Doja Cat, Ethel Kane, and Ice Spice. It's it, it, it's always a weird thing with this category, because my first instinct is to just name a bunch of artists who like release good albums this year, but I feel like you gotta think more about just like artists who were all over the place and who mm. were just, you know, who who I felt like I couldn't escape in one form or another this year. And for me, that was these five. Doja, like, barely put anything out this year. She did, like, a couple of big features, and she did the song from the Elvis movie, which is phenomenal. <laughs> um, the movie the movie and the song, I mean. But, um, you know, she was just, she had just had so many big singles and was so omnipresent as a force in pop. She gave you know post malone the one pop hit from his suicide album she uh she she was just there for pop and and that's sort of the role that she's filling this year 21 savage also all over the place obviously besties with drake right now and they had you know like a dozen hits together this year but then he also had cash in cash out and he's just i think really setting himself apart even more so than he has up to this point uh this year bad bunny obviously had like was the biggest artist of the year um not not as big in america as in other parts of the world but um that record just kept coming up over the year i i wasn't my personal favorite again reggaeton's just not not my wheelhouse really but uh i like Despues de la playa a lot which is sort of a sort of a mambo song and um yeah just it, it, it he's a lot of fun ice spice uh is it would make sense to give her artist of the year but i feel like 2023 is going to be the ice spice year like like she's the you know up and comer to watch uh and ethel kane more so was someone who in 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 spheres that i was in it was just like you know someone who someone who came out of nowhere with this huge debut and is is already i think respected on such a level working with these these big names and and you know has really the this 2022 was like the ethel kane year in a lot of ways um so i do think i am going to give this to ethel kane that makes sense yeah i didn't get into her album this year unfortunately but i really liked her like ep or whatever she released before and i think i wore that out a little too much before the ethel kane wave uh which i Mm. i kind of am sad about but i mean i still love her and this category really made no sense to me um so i was just like you know what I saw the con- like a concert of my whole entire freaking life last year, and that was like with an asterisk, Charlie XCX. Um, and I think the reason why Charlie XCX is my artist of the year is because this tour went hard in a way that when I've seen her live in the past, never has. And I don't know if that has to do with like the shift, the energies and crowds after being locked up for so long, but like. I'm moshed to Vroom Vroom in 2022, and that is just, like, an energy and, like, the vibes that I want for the future. Does that make sense? I think seeing her live is what cemented her as my, not in the general, like, 
populace, right? Like not in the general music world, in the world inside this bedroom that I'm in right now. Charlie XCX was the artist of the year. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, totally. And, and I think there, there's something too. I feel like people were a little unsure about this record because you know it was it was it was less experimental. It was more of a pop album, and uh, some of the singles that I, I even didn't like a couple of the singles. But um, she pulled off the, the that balancing act, and I think for her, you know. You, you know, she she came out of the pandemic, like, with something mm-hmm. to get off her chest, you know. And she obviously had the, like, the like mid-pandemic uh, bedroom pop kind of record with A.G. Cook. Um, but uh, this record feels like the, the, the thing that she was sort, sort of concocting in her lab, uh, the, you know, with, with, all, with all her free time. And it feels, like, very well-realized and it works even more than you expect it to. And obviously there are reasons to have faith in Charlie XCX by this point. Yeah, I think if you can make a crowd in Indianapolis go that hard, you're performing, like she's performing at her peak right now live is what I feel. And I, someone had sent me a TikTok of like a comparison of her um, like self-titled tour versus this tour. And it was exact experience I had. Like her self-titled mm-hmm. tour, everyone was standing there and they might have been singing, but they were going so hard for this. I just don't, I think she's just brought something to her performances and like the level that she's able to perform at right now in the crowd and like her stage presence is just a certain, it was also her birthday, but <laughs> I think her birthday had a little bit to do with it, but it was just a certain level of like, it's it's a concert that I will literally never forget. But I also did see Silk Sonic last year, which was amazing. But th- those two are like on the same level for me as an experience as a concert goer. Uh, I think I'm going to do album and then song okay. for for the the final categories here, since okay. we did song and then album for the rest. My album of the year nominees are American Girl by Kilo Kish, which again was my easily the album I listened to the most this year. Mm-hmm. Cheat Codes by Black Thought and Danger Mouse, which, you know, really a moment, just just high level shit all around, like I said. Motomami by Rosalia, just uh sort of sort of an undeniable uh expansion, just 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 something so fresh. Um Renaissance by Beyonce. <laughs> another kind of undeniable record yeah. uh and and water slide diving board ladder to the sky by porridge radio which um again just so evocative so moving uh stacked fucking category here mm-hmm. i i i would feel bad for like not giving rosalia anything because that album is so so uh crazy and impressive mm-hmm. um the fact that i listened to American Girl so much and, you know, just, 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 uh, had so much fun with it. Uh, you know, that's definitely like the personal choice, but I feel like at this juncture, I'm giving it to cheat codes be- because again, just like I, I, it, it like blew me away more than anything else this year. I was, I was stunned by the production and stunned by the, the lyrics and, I, I I just I just thought it it all clicked in this really perfect like you know the classic rapper producer combo way like the mad villain sort of sort of thing there just like synthesized beautifully I thought 
My albums of the year will sound very familiar because almost all of them, I think all of them have been nominated in previous categories. I have Sasami Squeeze, Charlie XCX's Crash, Big Thief's Dragon New War Mountain, I Believe in You, Rosalia's Motomami, and Alex G's God Save the Animals. And this is so hard for me. This is incredibly hard. And I kind of decided to close my eyes and click one and see how that felt when I wrote out this list. Mm -hmm. And I landed on right in the middle of the list, Dragon New Warm Mountain, I believe in you. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I think that's it. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, this was just, I don't know if this was because this was like, I was so invested in the singles leading up to this record and when it dropped, I just wasn't expecting it to be such a like expansive monster of a record, just like incre- just a force um, from a band that already has an album called Masterpiece. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, but I I don't know. I I wondered if maybe I had some bias from it coming out so early in the year and having a lot of time with it, but I revisited it right before this and I was like, no, this is my record. This is my album of the year. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I didn't like that album. So song of the year, <laughs> the nominees are uh, Cracker Island by Gorillaz featuring Thundercat, Don't Forget by Sky Ferreira, The Foundations of Decay by My Chemical Romance, <laughs> The Hard Part 5 by Kendrick Lamar, and The Loneliest Time by Carly Rae Jepsen, featuring Rufus Wainwright. Uh, This is a tough one um, in a number of ways. I've already sort of, uh, you know, talked about all these songs and and how they resonated with me. Um, Cracker Island, just, uh, just, you know... When Gorillaz like does these sort of dancey tracks, I liked Humans a lot, and I know a lot of people thought it was uh, mid, but... Uh, you know, I, I feel like there's there's just this neat kind of synthesis that happens. I feel like with Thundercat, it's just such a great kind of uh, mesh there. Um, Hard Part 5, again, just like what I want to feel about a, about a new Kendrick release, Loneliest Time, I gave Best Pop Song. The Sky Ferreira track is just, again, exactly what I want to hear from her. She, it, it's, you know, this, this great sort of big crushing synth pop uh sound and everything just feels so emotional and so 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 huge uh and foundations of decay uh is just you know i i think i think the way that my chemical romance does like light and shadow and um they've obviously built their audience a lot since they haven't been around but i feel like they have this they are a very technically talented band that but i think the the way they do pop punk is they make these 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 great sort of punk rock tracks that have almost a subtle popness to them and sometimes that's not the case but i feel like they just there is such a tight control to their song such a tight structure and there is something earwormy about it that i feel like you don't really realize until you see them live and i've seen i've seen live performances of there i haven't seen them in person but i just feel like they have bangers that 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 crush a crowd and again the only one of these five that was also in my spotify raps top five uh my winner is foundations of decay my Chemical Romance. I think the one thing you didn't say about My Chemical Romance that I think is so specific, though, is their theatrics. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're incredibly dramatic. They're drama queens. I love that. They and, and like they obviously talk about these really heavy subject matters, but I feel like people sort of lose sight of how much fun they're having. Mm. And it's true on this song. It's true. I was listening to uh, Black Parade for for I, I think for an earlier episode, and it's just like you you can hear you. Can, it feels like Gerard is just like writhing on the floor on these tracks, like like they're just so just wild vocals, every wild instrument instrumentals. Everyone's just like going off the wall doing the most 24-7, and I love it. Uh, my songs of the year are also going to sound pretty familiar. Um, Paramore's This Is Why, Alex G's Runner, Willow's Hover Like a Goddess, Sasami's Not a Love Song, and Omar Apollo's Evergreen. I was doing a cover of it for a while, and um, I don't know, it just hit me in the right place, lyrically and... Um, it's pretty stripped down. I don't know. I I really adore that song. And then it had its like five seconds of fame earlier this year. And I regretted not posting a cover of it earlier, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I think about the song that I'm going to think about this year, when I look back on this year and years to come, I think Omar Apollo's Evergreen is going to be the song that I come back to. Cool. <laughs> So, uh, finishing thoughts on the year. I think this was a this was a pretty solid year for music. It was interesting because I feel like in popular music, it was sort of a muted year. Like if you think about the 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 albums by big pop stars that hit, you you've got you can count them on one hand basically. Like you've got um, Drake, uh, Beyonce, Bad Bunny, Kendrick, Lizzo, Harry Styles. Like, like you've got you know very very few albums that I think hit, and there were actually really few like hit songs this year but i think there were there there was a lot of just like and part of that is you know touring is still weird and a lot there are a lot of big artists who you know still haven't released anything since the pandemic or mm-hmm. that you know some albums that just didn't hit right but i feel like there were a lot of people trying new things this year uh in interesting ways and i think we had some some interesting like revivals uh in the like like the pop punk revival but this year it felt like we were seeing more just just maturation of sounds yeah a lot of cool stuff came out yeah i found i found a lot of like full records that were top to bottom really great um in comparison to like the second side slump that sometimes there is. Um, there were some records where I was like, whoa, this is pretty solid all the way through, or this has something to offer on every other track. You know, I, I found that much stronger this year than in previous years for me personally. I don't know if that had to do with just my listening habits, but yeah. Well, Lai, thank you so much for joining me yeah. on this spe- very special episode of Pulp Friction. And to those of you who have been listening, thank you so much. Um, if you like the show, you can subscribe wherever you're listening and rate it. If there's some kind of rating thing, wherever you are, um, uh, share it with your friends. That's one of the best things you can do. Uh, if you have your own your own favorites, you can uh, let us know. Uh, the comments on Substack are only for uh, uh, paid subscribers, but you can obviously we have our Twitter, we have our Discord. There's a lot of ways to get involved if you want to join the conversation. Uh, and next up is going to be the movie awards. So I will see y'all then. I disagree, Gary.
disagree, Gary. I disagree, Gary.